Welcome to the Women on the Rise podcast. I'm Jen Blandos, the founder of Female Fusion, and this is where we look at everything entrepreneurship for female entrepreneurs. Whether you are just getting started or you have a seven or eight figure business, we cover the topics that matter most to you as you are building, growing, and scaling your business. Welcome to another episode of Women on the Rise. And today we're going to talk about how you can review the performance of your business over the past year. And the reason is that we need to be very aware about how our business is performing so we're able to go and set ourselves goals for the following year. So this is something as well that you can do on a quarterly basis, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through how you can do an annual review in your business and you can also go and take that and adjust that for each quarter as well. This is something that I typically do within Female Fusion towards the end of every year, either at the end of December or very early January. Now I'm continuously tracking information in the business so nothing is going to be a surprise to me but what I do is I do track everything which is going on in the business so I can make better decisions about what I will be doing with the business for the following year. One of the first questions that I'll ask myself is, well, when I'm doing all of the reviews is I'll look at it and go, okay, so what worked really well for this year? Or if you're looking at the quarter for the quarter and what didn't? So what are the things that, you know, maybe I put maybe as a business owner, you put on a big sale or you put on an offer, you introduced a product and it worked really well, or maybe it didn't work really well. For example, one mistake that I made last year is I decided we had a really, really big waiting list of people who wanted to join Female Fusion. And at that time we were like, okay, why don't we because we were getting a lot of people emailing us saying, when are the doors opening? Can I join? I really want to join early. And we thought, okay, why don't we send an email to those people who have been patiently waiting, not announce it publicly, but just an email to people waiting and saying for 72 hours over this bank holiday, we have our doors open. So we decided to go and do that. And I thought that this was a brilliant idea. It's like, this is so good. Everybody's going to want to sign up because they keep messaging us saying, when do we join? So we sent an email that went out the afternoon before the bank holiday started and emailed our big waiting list. And we thought, oh, for sure, lots of people are going to join. And I think we had like one person join and then another person and probably... We had expected that we would have probably about 75 to 100 people join. And I think in the end, we had about 15. And the reason is that we didn't think about actually bank holiday. Everybody is on holiday. Nobody is looking at their emails. And so we had a number of people emailing us after the bank holiday saying, oh my goodness, I missed it. I was on holiday. I was in the Maldives. I was watching Rugby Sevens. I was at the beach. I didn't look at my email. And can I join? 
And so I realized that did not go very well. That was not a good plan. So for us in Female Fusion, we never run any promotion or sales over bank holidays because people are not looking at their emails. So those are little things that when I'm doing the review, I look at what went well and what didn't go well. And that is an interesting area to look at because then we can look and say, okay, so looking at all of this, what is going on in our business that isn't working so well, but maybe we could improve on it? So for example, one area in female fusion that I looked at that I identified that could be a lot better was that our sales funnel was fine, but it could be a lot better. And so we looked at that and I was like, okay, maybe we need to have a slightly different lead magnet. So a lead magnet or freebie was something that we were offering for free in exchange for people's email addresses. And we had them go through a funnel where we shared lots of information gave them free stuff and then had people buy. Um, And typically we would convert people at the end of that funnel. And those funnels would take anywhere from probably three to eight weeks, depending upon what it is that we were looking to sell. And so going through that and looking at the results, I realized that that funnel, one specific funnel wasn't working very well. So we completely ripped it apart, fine-tuned it and made it much better and then started to see much higher sales conversions as part of that as well. So that's why it's really useful for us to be able to to look at that and go, what's working? Like, what do I love? What's working within the business and what's not working? The other thing that we need to look at too is for us as business owners, are we allocating our time to the right things in our business? Do you track your time in your business? Do you You don't have to do it all the time. I hold my hand up. I do not track my time consistently in the business. But every quarter, what I will do is I will go and audit my time and audit where I'm spending my time in the business. And then um, I will go, okay, I'm spending too much time here. I'm really not spending enough time here. And I'm kind of wasting my time on something which isn't really needed. So, um, you can look at so many different areas, right? So it could be areas like how much time am I spending on admin? How much time am I spending on boring compliance, legal, that sort of stuff, the statutory stuff that you need to run your business? That to me, don't like it at all. But when you have a business, you need to actually do that. Other things as well, how much of your time is going on marketing, PR, social media? How much is being spent on client delivery? If you are a service-based business that if you are struggling to grow, oftentimes it means that you could be spending too much time on delivering client work, so too much time in your business, but not enough time um, actually on your business. So when you track time like that, it really helps you understand where your time is going. Other things like um, working on your business strategy. What about uh, finance and looking at your numbers and making sure your books are up to date and your invoices are being done properly? How much to HR and people management? If you don't have a team, do you have an outsource team? For example, do you have an accountant or do you have somebody doing your social media or somebody who's maybe doing graphic design or virtual assistants work for you? All of these things you want to look at. How much of 
of your time is needed to to manage those or run those. Also areas like um, tech. If you have a website, especially if you have one which is on not such an easy platform. So for example, if you have a WordPress website, oftentimes you need to spend a lot more time on the tech and um, or, you know, on systems and automations. I find within Female Fusion, as we've been growing and growing, the systems that we need and the automations that we need are take a lot of work. And it's not so much my time, but other people's time within the business. And you want to look at other things as well, like what are you spending on sales or customer service and audit that. So there are a number of um, online trackers that you can use. One that I suggest because it's totally free is it's one called um, Toggle, T-O-G-G-L. And you just install it on your computer and you can enter when you're doing things and it will help track stuff. So within your business, if you look at that, that's really useful. But then I also like being able to look at what about our personal life and where are we spending time in our personal life? And that's useful. And it's not because I'm saying that we want to outsource things in our personal life, but sometimes, for example, we're not spending enough time with, you know, friends, family. Um, Maybe we're not spending enough time at home. But if you are at home, Are you spending time on doing tasks like cooking or cleaning or laundry? How much of your time is being spent on like health, wellness? Are you exercising? Are you going to the gym? What about other things like travel? Um, Also areas like education. Are you going to conferences or events or are you taking courses, whether online or in person? All of those sorts of things make up the whole entrepreneur. And we want to understand where our time is being spent on that. Because if all of our time is being spent on the business and we're not allocating enough time personally, that that's also a problem too. But then there could be too that maybe we're spending time on things in our personal life that maybe we don't like doing anyways. For example, I don't like cleaning. I'm a terrible cook. I think just because I don't have the time to focus and I have no creativity after I've been working and being creative in my business, that if the cooking were left to me, that it would be boil in the bag rice or pasta with a pesto sauce and maybe some vegetables. Um, So maybe not the best choices. And so I would look at doing things like outsourcing my cooking, either having a meal plan where you can just heat it up or um, having the ready-made meals, you know, like um, there's things like HelloFresh and um, Hello Chef or whatever they're called in your market, where they would give you the the food that's already portioned with the recipe. So it's a complete no brainer and it takes you 20 minutes to cook a fresh meal. So all of those sorts of things could help um, save you time. And then maybe you could spend more time either with family or more time within your business as well. So Toggle is a really great tool for that. And then when we're looking at that, I like to break it down after you've done the review to look at how much time you're spending on work, how much time you're spending on activities at home, and look at all of the tasks and identify what you love doing and what you absolutely want to do, either that it's essential for the business or um, you just really like doing it. 
And then also as well, what are the things that you really don't like doing? So for me, it's admin, it is finance, it's all the compliancy sort of stuff, and also as well, um, HR and kind of people management. I find that 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 can be quite quite a lot for me. And so I look at um, who are the people that I can outsource that to. So some of the things I look at it and go, does this move the needle in my business? Can I just get rid of it? And then I look at other things and go, okay, I can't get rid of it, but um, I can outsource it and I can find other people to do it for me instead. There could be things too that you could automate. So for example, maybe you are manually doing something in your business and you could actually go and automate that. For example, if you were posting every day on social media, instead, could you take a couple of hours once a week or every couple of weeks, plan out all your social media, schedule it or get a virtual assistant to schedule all of it and save yourself some of that time rather than trying to remember to go and schedule that all at the time. So it's really useful to to be able to look at that and to be able to identify what are the things that I'm doing in my business and what should I keep? What should I not keep because I don't like it? What should I outsource? And what can I automate? And when you do that, it can make running your business a little bit easier. We also need to, when we're reviewing how well our business is doing, we also need to look at the money. And All the time I'm talking about revenue is vanity, profit is sanity. So we're always looking at how our business is doing financially. Now, you should be tracking this regularly in your business. I track it every couple of days because I want to know what's going in, what's coming out, what projected amounts of money that I have coming in, because that helps me take the decisions that I need in the business about what we can invest in, maybe what we can't invest in at the moment. So that helps helps within the business. But you want to be able to be very clear on what your revenue is, so what money you're bringing in, and then what you have to spend. And you should be tracking that. And ideally, you should be tracking it every month, at least, if you can do it every week, even better. But put down those numbers as well. And we have a really brilliant Um, tracker that's totally free. You can download it from the Female Fusion website. And it's just a Google sheet that you can take and put your numbers in, change it, edit it, put your logo on it, use your brand colors, make it yours. But to be able to put those numbers in and track it so you can really see how your performance is and check and see how it is compared to the previous month or the previous quarter to be able to know. You also want to know what costs you have and what costs you have coming up and what your costs are that you spent on things. So it could be um, the costs that you incur to deliver your product or your service, but other things as well is it could include staff if they are kind of casual part-time staff. It could um, virtual assistants and staff that you're using as well. Um, Other things too, you could look at, you know, cost of materials, what technology or software are you using in the business? If you're importing products that, how much do you pay for those courier fees and the customs fees? What about things like packaging? You also want to be aware of what we call our overhead. So overheads are things that we need to pay in our business 
no matter what. Even if we had zero customers or clients one month, that those costs would still come up and that we would have to pay them. And that is going to be everything from your rent and utilities, if you have office space, to any sort of business uh, incorporation or licensing fees that you might have, to things like subscriptions to online tools or things like uh, memberships. So all of those sorts of things are considered your overheads. And that would also include your employees, right? Because you it doesn't matter whether you have work or not, that if you have permanent full-time staff, that they will be part of that as well. And then you have other areas too that you need to track and that is your liabilities. It breaks my heart when I see people who haven't been keeping track of their liabilities and then when they become due that they don't have the money to cover that. So liabilities are things like your taxes. So if you are VAT registered or GST as it's called in some markets, that that means that you are collecting money on behalf of the government, but then usually every quarter you need to pay that money to the government. So it's not free money. It's not money that belongs to you. That money needs to sit in a separate pot that you would be paying to the government eventually. Could also be things as well like corporation taxes. Um, pretty much every jurisdiction in the world has some form of corporation tax, and typically that is due at the end of your tax year. So you want to be able to track all of these things to be able to see your performance and keep tracking that over the year. And you need to be aware of what your gross profit is. So your gross profit is going to be your revenue. So the turnover, the the money that your business has that's going into your bank account. And then we are taking away all of the direct costs that it is to deliver the product or the service. So that is going to be our gross profit, but that is not the final profit that we have. We also have something called net profit. So the net profit is the final, final amount of money that we have. And this is what we are going towards that we want to have in our business. So that is our company's total earnings. And we have subtracted from that the cost of the goods that we've sold, our overhead costs, our liabilities, our employees, all of those different costs that we have that are coming out of our bank account. And hopefully after that, we are going to have money left over after everything is paid. And that is our net profit. And we want to be tracking our net profit and our gross profits so we have a really good view on how our business is. Now, I mentioned before that you can grab this really cool resource that we have called the SME Dashboard, and it's just available for free on our website, femalefusionnetwork.com, and just go onto the homepage and you can grab it there. Super easy. It's a Google Sheet. You can go and customize it totally for you. So you can um, look at tracking whatever matters most in your business. So typical things you would want to track would be the number of customers that you have, the amount of new business that you have. Maybe it's the number of new business proposals that you send out versus the number of new business proposals that you win. It could be things like number of people that are following you on different social media platforms. It could be engagement that you're having on social media. Other things like website traffic, 
press coverage that you receive, um, maybe media interviews that you give, um, all of those different things you want to be looking at and tracking because then you can review how you have done at the end of the year. And that is where you're going to be looking at your revenue and your profit. So when you are looking at that, when you have all of that information gathered together, that then you can look and go, okay, I'm going to review the performance of my business and I'm going to look at everything that's gone on now that I've been tracking all these numbers. When did you sell the most in your business? So what period of the the year, maybe it's a specific month, maybe it's a specific week, where did you sell the most in your business? Because that's going to help you look at that trend and go, oh, okay, so I sold the most in my business the first week of March. Maybe you want to look and see what's going on the first week of March. Maybe that is a period which is before Mother's Day in certain markets. So maybe you have a product which is really popular for Mother's Day. Um, You want to look at that and really analyze what was that period that gave me the strongest sales and why. But then we want to look and see when did we sell the least? And depending upon what kind of business that you have, I find that most businesses struggle the most over the summertime and they find that they sell the least over the summertime. So if that's the case, is there anything that you can do? Is there anything that you can plan for in advance to be able to ensure that you don't have a slow month over the summertime. And actually, if you are a member of Female Fusion in our members library, we actually have a whole masterclass that that I delivered just before the summer this year, all about different things that you can do to plan for the slower summer season to try and prevent you losing lots of business and ensuring that you have more recurring revenue in your business. So really look, if you have slow sales periods, why is that slow? And is there anything you can do to change that? You also want to look to about where is the most profitable area of your business? And um, I look at that quite consistently. Now for, for Female Fusion, most of that is pretty much memberships because we have over a thousand members within Female Fusion. So we do have, that is probably one of the most profitable areas, but then we have other things like um, we run masterminds, we have events, we also have a number of things that are sponsored and we have as uh, paid sponsorships and collaborations with businesses. And so all of those are different revenue lines within the business. But you should be able to look at what is the most profitable and what is the least profitable. And for example, I would say for Female Fusion, our least profitable area of the business is most likely events. And the reason why that is, is that we try to put on events that are very affordable for our members all over the world. And we see that as a way of investing in our members. And so it's something where it's not super, super profitable because we're not an event organization company, but we are a professional network for female entrepreneurs. And so we look at that instead and go, right, that's an investment in our members. That's an investment in helping them grow their network. And so that is one of those things that is important to have, but we don't look at it as a major profit center. 
So it could be something like that as well. But if somebody didn't know that about our business, they could look at it and go, oh, well, that's super not profitable. Maybe you shouldn't go and do that. Um, but these are the things, the questions that you want to ask yourself to evaluate what worked, what didn't, what do I need to change so you can look on putting together a plan for the following year. But what's really important too within our businesses I think so often we don't tell ourselves that we've done a good job. We don't tell ourselves, you know, hey, great work on that. You know, you should be so proud because so often we're like, okay, I achieved this. What's next? What am I doing next? How am I going to do it? How am I going to get there? So when you are doing your review as well, whether you're doing an annual review or a quarterly review, do take the time as well to celebrate all of the good stuff because we need to we need to celebrate ourselves and we need to look at it and go wow this is amazing what i've done and when you start tracking like this in your business as well you will see that even though it feels like you're making tiny tiny increments over things that actually you're doing really well and that those tiny increments every month add up to quite a bit so even if you were just doing 1% better every month, that that is um, 3% better every quarter and it's 12% better for the year, which is actually really good growth. So remember to celebrate that and to celebrate what is working well within your business. And then think about what goals you are going to be setting yourself for the following year or the following quarter. When we have goals, it really helps us stay focused within our business. It's something that we can work towards. It's something that we can track and measure. And it's something that will help us stay accountable as well. And when we have those goals and we can stay accountable, we're much more likely to be able to achieve those as well. So think about that when you are either doing an annual review or a quarterly review. But it's so essential that we have all of that information on our fingertips that anybody asks us a question about our business and we're able to answer that. So once we've set all of those goals, it's going to make it so much easier for us to plan for the following year or the following quarter. So do get into the habit of tracking everything in your business because that will also give you an early warning system for things that aren't working well or to identify what's really working well and maybe you even want to put more resources behind it as well. But tracking helps so much and it's going to help you really dial in and fine tune your business so you can start to build a much more profitable business that you are absolutely going to love. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Women on the Rise. If you did, could I ask a little favor? Would you mind heading over to Spotify or to Apple Podcasts and giving us your review? Any feedback that you give us and your reviews help us grow the podcast and get it into the hands of so many more female entrepreneurs. We'd also love to hear from you. You can reach out to us on social media or through the website. Hit us up with your suggestions, ideas, or comments on things that you would like to hear in the podcast.